Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Do you feel like it's hard to find scholarships for PT school? That's why we started the Gratitude Scholarship to help SPTs just like you, whether you're at an accredited school, you were on academic probation for not getting a B, whether you're first year, second year, third year, it does not matter. Good thing is, all you need to be is a current student physical therapist. Check out how you can support, share, and apply with a link in the description. All right, so let's get into it. We are so excited to talk about this topic today. And we made a post about this. Sarah made a post about it this week. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my recent experience. Um, and we are just so excited to have you all here today. So welcome to another episode of Gratitude. And for today, we're going to talk about how your study habits affect your bank account. And this is for, you know, whether you're first year, second year, third year, because this applies to so many things. And we will dive into each, each thing. But before we get started, Sarah, how was your week? Uh, this week, this is week Oh my God, four or five. I don't know anymore. I, <laughs> I think, think it's five. I think I'm going on to week five. I think this is end of week four. I started August 24th. Guys, I have to look at the calendar. I have to know this now. Okay, one, two, three, four. This is week four. This is the end of week four of my inpatient rotation. And I'm still more in the acute post-stroke unit, but this week I did get to see some different teams or where I'm at. They're kind of split into teams. They have like a brain injury, hip fracture, stroke team, and then like a medical surgical team. So I got to see part of the medical surgical team uh, yesterday for half the day, which was really cool. And I think uh, for me, the hardest part about this week is just seeing different types of strokes. If you guys are in class right now and you're going through like, oh, if they have a stroke in the right MCA, like what does that actually present? Like you should really, you know, remember those things. So when you see it in the medical history of the patient, like, oh, they had a stroke in the right MCA or frontotemporal on the right side. What is that going to present like? And if you are on live, what will it present like? Because it's really important to remember because it kind of prepares you, I guess. Gabby, you know what I'm talking about because the frontotemporal on the right, right is going to be impulsive. So the patient is going to be like, have no insight and up and I was on edge. Like those patients make me feel very on edge and I can't imagine how they're feeling as the person going through that stroke. So that's been an interesting week, but uh, Gabby, how was your week? Yeah, that's so interesting. Sarah, you're going to have to tell us a, a fun little fact about neuro each week now. Um, but this week was my first week of 
uh, clinic for my 12 week clinical and it went really well. I was able to meet the patients, meet my CI and uh, the team. So it was really great. I am really excited for this clinical and just to give a little background. So, you know, when you go from one clinical to the next, you always want to have goals and say like, okay, what, what did I do from last clinical? What do I want to do now? And that's important to communicate with your CI. And so specifically for this clinical, I told her, I was like, I want to be challenged. Like, I want you to ask me questions. I want you to ask me questions and to make me think. And that's really important and great. Um, especially if you're in your third year and you're trying to think to things back from first year or second year. Um, but it's really good to go over and review things. So that's kind of where I'm at, but yeah. So this week was week one. It's already the end of your first week. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. How many more? 11. So 11 more weeks. One down, 11 to go. Are you done? The first, we're both done the first week of December. Yes. Oh, that'll be so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, December 4th, we're done. For all of you who are in clinicals, you're probably done around December. Or Thanksgiving. If or you, Thanksgiving. if you're university decided to change not just the classroom and lecture schedule you know everyone started a week earlier so then they're done on Thanksgiving so people aren't going home seeing family and stuff and then coming back because we're in COVID times for those of you listening in the future that should not be happening <laughs> right now but your clinicals I don't know if this is how it is for you guys our clinicals haven't changed uh the time the end time is still the week after Thanksgiving, not the week of Thanksgiving. So just a little tidbit for you, uh, but let's get into it. Okay, Gabby, can we, we should start in the beginning. What do you think? Like undergrad, I think yeah. people really understand that your study habits do affect your bank account, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of drilled into me in high school. Did you feel like that, Gabby? I, in high school, not so much for me, but definitely in college. Because I guess in high school, the thing is they're like, oh, you have to get good grades so that you can get scholarships for school. Maybe that was more my parents. <laughs> I don't know. But I remember that. I remember in high school, like, okay, I should be getting good grades because then I can get more scholarships in college. And so I felt prepared for that fact. Like if I can do well here, then I could have less stress on my bank account and therefore have more money in my bank account and less debt. But in, in undergrad, especially if you don't know you want to go to grad school, what were your thoughts in undergrad, Gabby, on like grades and everything and money? Yeah. So that's when the switch happened um, because in undergrad, that's when I started working. I, I started working in my second semester of college ever. So it was like, I went through my first semester and then my, and then I was like, I need to find a job. I need to pay rent. I need to do this thing that I've never done before. And so that was, that was definitely a lot. Um, I remember feeling a lot of pressure, um, like about studying because I knew, you know, the exercise science kinesiology for all of you who've gone through those, that track, it's, it's not easy. And so having a job, um, I worked in food and Bev. And so I really, there were multiple occasions where I had to like put my foot down and say, Hey, I have an exam the next day. I'm not working, but 
that affects your bank account. Cause you're like, okay, well I can work a few hours and make this, um, extra, I don't know, $150 or do well on my exam. So it all plays into account. And I think that's one thing, at least for me, that was something I really had to think about, but school always came first, no matter what. And, um, it was just that like pressure. I just, yeah, for me, it was just the, the overwhelm and pressure of doing well, but then also making money to pay for rent. It's a fine line that I feel like nobody talks about. I don't know about you guys. If you're online, please let us know what your experience has been with this. And if you're listening to this on Sunday, like, what do you mean on live? Isn't this a podcast? Yes, it is a podcast, but we go live in our Facebook group, the student physical therapist network to have a discussion. This is not Gabby and I just like talking our ears off, our own ears off, talking to ourselves, uh, like it may feel like, (laughs) but in undergrad for me, at least I never had that thought of working takes away. Like, I guess in my head, I wasn't thinking I could work these five hours and get $150, or I could not work these five hours and maybe do better on my exam and get better scholarships in effect, if you know what I mean. Anyone else? Have you guys had that thought before? I don't know. I can't see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Comment below if you're team live or team replay. Um, But yeah, no, that does, that does play a huge account. And I feel like in, um, in undergrad, you may have had a state scholarship or something where you had to keep it. So I think that's definitely something, but even applying to scholarships, um, outside. So I know for me, I didn't apply to other scholarships because I had, I think I had two state scholarships where I had to keep a certain GPA for my major. And, um, and so those were the only two I was like, okay, majority of my tuition is covered. I still have some, but yeah, that's definitely something to consider. And I don't even know what the undergrad tuition is now, it depends where you are, but what was yours? Do you remember? So in state, I want to say was like, uh, eight to 10 grand. I have no idea. A year? No, it's, was it a semester? Were you at a public, you were at a state school? Yeah. But you were at a very expensive state school. (laughs) Yeah. So college of Charleston, well, college of Charleston wasn't, it was expensive in the fact that you, Charleston is expensive in general. The cost of living around there. Exactly. Yeah. Mine was very different. Mine was $400 per credit, maybe 350. I want to say around there. I don't know what it is now. This wasn't even that long ago. You guys, if you're an undergrad or if you just graduated, let us know what is it now? I assume it's similar. So a three credit class that I had to retake in the summer because I didn't study well, I had to pay for out of pocket because scholarships only apply for full-time semesters. So that's another thing to think about because I was working so much, although I could pay for the fall semester, it caused me to uh, get a C in one of the classes. It was anatomy, anatomy one and I had to retake it in this in the summer because they didn't offer it in the fall or in the spring. And my scholarships that I had didn't 
go towards the summer. So then I had to work more. It's just like this endless cycle of working or scholarships or working or scholarships or retaking classes because you were working too much because you wanted to pay for the semester and then you didn't do well, then you have to do it again. It's an endless cycle. And honestly, now that you say retaking classes over the summer, because we know a lot of you, I mean, have taken at least one prereq over because you may have gotten a C or whatever it may have been, but those classes get expensive. And even if, even if you're taking it with your university or with a um, technical school, like, I mean, I remember paying out of pocket for those classes and I took, uh, I had to retake a class either to get ahead or to actually retake a class because I got a C in it, um, the full four years. So every summer I had some sort of class to take. And just thinking about that, I was like, it was, it was frustrating, but that's kind of the undergrad side. And then, you know, if you know, you want to go into PT school and you're applying to PT cast, you get accepted. It's like this period where you just have this huge weight off of your shoulders, but you're going through this financial aid process and you may have gone through it for undergrad, but now you really have to think like, okay, PT school is more, it could have been more expensive than undergrad. Oh, definitely, definitely more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely more expensive. But this is the time to really think about, okay, what scholarships can I apply to? And we are just going to say there are not a lot, not a lot out there for PT schools in general. Your school may have their own scholarship, you know, they, that they give to students, whether that be a full ride, whether that be a tuition waiver, um, if you're a GA, but overall, there's not much out there. Or it seems like there's not, because it's definitely not as easy to find as undergrad. Let me just say that, at least from my experience, of course, Gabby and I are always talking about from our experiences and from the students, many students, hundreds of students that we talk to, uh, it's maybe out there, maybe the same amount of scholarships exist, but finding them is going to be a lot different than an undergrad. So I do want to say that. And like Gabby said, it's way more expensive in PT school. And I like, I just want to go back to the point you made about taking classes every summer, because can we just talk about this in undergrad, whether you're exercise science major or not for your bachelor's, it doesn't matter. Your prereqs for physical therapy school are often not included in your major courses. So you have the anatomy one and two with labs, the chem one, two physics, one, two statistics, psychologies, all of that kind of stuff on top of your degree. So that's why oftentimes people are taking a lot of summer classes because they can't fit in 23 credits every semester for four years to make up those additional courses and prereqs for PT school. Yeah, it's so true. And I don't know about you guys, but the chem and physics are usually the top ones that people have to retake. Um, yeah. And bio and bio. bio. Yeah. Oh, that's, I did get a C in bio <laughs> and I did not retake it. Cause I was like, I am not, not doing this. Um, but anyway, so going into, you know, grad school, there's, there's not a lot, like we said, it's hard to find them and it affects, it affects so much. Um, and I want to point out too, because 
I talked about this on another episode, but even if your program is not accredited, I know there's some new programs coming up and, you know, it's like you look at scholarships and you have to be from an accredited institution. And that is really tough. Um, my biggest recommendation would be email the, whoever the scholarship people are and say like, Hey, my, the university is accredited. My program's going through accreditation because that's something I did late um, because I assumed and never assume anything. But once I was able to reach out to the point of contact, um, I got a scholarship this year and, you know, it was, it was a good, good amount. Um, it was $800 and it covered some of my tuition. So it's something. Um, and I just want to point that out because if you're going through a new program, then really like you're not, it's not like you're, um, you know, doomed to not find any scholarships, but you just have to do, um, a little more work to, to find those. And so Gabby for PT school, I know you were talking about the accreditation, you know, if you guys are going to a new PT school, that's not accredited yet. Like Gabby said, it can be really hard. And Gabby, now that you guys are accredited, how has the process been different? Have you found other scholarships? Um, what has been going on over there? Yeah. So right now, um, there are other scholarships and there have been some that I've found and reached out to. And a lot of the deadlines I found are in the fall. Um, and if you're interested, we do have a list of scholarships that are current. Uh, check it every month to see if there's any new um, deadlines. And so that's something that we have if you're interested. But yeah, I mean, the biggest thing right now is, uh, you know, <clears throat> now that you go through accreditation, you can apply to scholarships. But I want to talk about, since we are, for all the third years who are on clinicals, who are getting closer to the NPTE, you know, this is, this is really important because in order to take the NPTE, you have to pay a entrance fee. You have to pay something probably to the testing site. And then you also have the actual um, state boards as well. And that's something that they really don't talk about in PT school because it's a state by state, um, it's different each state. So I wanna point out also, if you guys, if your program requires you to take um, a PEAT or some sort of exit exam <laughs> in order to meet graduation requirements, that's really important too, because um, you know taking practice exams and going through all of that, you may not get the best score. Um, a lot of the times it's not like what you're predicted to do on the NPTE, but um, it's just something to watch out for because I just had this experience where I did not meet the requirements for a practice exam cutoff and I have to go through a remediation plan. But this is good because if I'm not going through this and something happens and I don't pass the NPTE, then I'm going to have to pay more out of pocket um, and wait a whole three months. And that's three months without working, making an income. So it all is full circle. It affects you from undergrad to when you're about to graduate and beyond, but studying really does affect your bank account. And we want to make that a point through what we've talked about today. And, and, you know, what we have right now that Sarah and I created 
um, in 2019, which is a scholarship for SPTs, no matter if you're first, second, third year, if your program's going through accreditation or not. And this is something that we are just, we are so excited about. So Sarah, let's talk a little bit about our scholarship and what we have. All right, guys, like Gabby said, the reason we started this is because one, we found it extremely difficult to find scholarships for PT school. It's so expensive, at least like depending on your school, it could be $750 per credit. If you're out of state, like I am technically, that's another story. So it's hard to find scholarships. And two, if you do find them and your school's not accredited yet, it's even harder to apply because most of the base requirements for any scholarships you're going to apply for for PT school is that you are attending an accredited institution. Number three, if you were on academic probation like me, <laughs> I was borderline BC or AB my first semester for like every class. And I didn't get any of those A's, even though I was borderline AB. There's no plus or minus system. And I was one question away from getting a B in a class, but instead I got a C. And that meant I was below the 3.0 threshold that PT school requires of you. Most PT schools, everyone's a little different. Some require a 3.3, some require, you know, different things, but I got all B's and a C. <clears throat> and that meant I was on academic probation which just means I was below a 3.0 cumulative. And this often happens in the first semester because there's no cushion. You know, it's your first semester. There's no GPA yet. Your cumulative, your can't say that word, your cumulative GPA is your semester GPA. And the first semester is the only one that is like that. And so that means I did not qualify for many scholarships. I don't qualify for many of them because you it looks at your academic standing throughout the program. So those three reasons are why we started the Gratitude Scholarship. And last year we gave away $1,000 to a PT student who applied and she is now doing one for pre-PTs. So Macho Henderson is the bomb. Go check her out, Tora de DPT on Instagram. And this year we're doing it again. But now what is our goal? Gabby to raise last year, we raised a thousand dollars this year. What's our goal? Our goal is to raise $10,000 because we want to gift three scholarships this year for students. So it's able to go towards tuition and we want it to be like a good chunk of change, not just, um, you know, not just some little amount, but our goal is to raise $10,000. And we know that with all of you, you know, with how many PT students, what there's like 33,000 plus all the PTs out there. Um, we know that we can reach this goal. And for all of the students listening who would like to apply, well, the scholarship link is below, we'll include it and you can apply right now. Um, definitely do it. There's nothing holding you back. And for everyone who has um, submitted their videos, thank you, we have gotten them. and. We will be, we won't be judging the videos. We are having someone else um, judge them. So we don't qualify for the scholarship. This is going to three students and we are so excited about it. 
This is going to be amazing. And we can't hit that $10,000 number goal without all of you who are listening to this. So if you're listening, share this out, share this out as much as you can. If you're listening on Sunday, the deadline is Sunday. The deadline is tomorrow, September 20th, 2020, which is crazy. It's tomorrow already. We've raised about $700 right now. And I know everything always happens in the last 24 hours. You all know this. You do this for exams. The last 24 hours is a big push. So we're pushing here. How can you support? You can share this. Number one, share, share, share. Number two, you can donate. Uh, The link is down below. And the details on the GoFundMe are, like the details to apply are on the GoFundMe. Three, you can get a shirt. I should have mm-hmm. worn my shirt. You guys oh. can check it out. It's, it says student physical therapist in big bold in the front. And on the back, it says, I am more than my grades. I am more than my uh, exam scores. I am more than my student loans. All of these things. I am an SPT warrior. Mm-hmm. And all of the proceeds, all of the profits from those shirts or uh, 50% of the profits from the rest of this store too. We have a store you guys can explore the rest of it. If you want to, we'll go towards the scholarship. So you can share, donate directly or get a shirt. And of course, if you're a student, go apply. And if every student gave $1, we could give away three, 10,000, no, three, $11,000 scholarships, which would be insane. So share this out to your classmates, put it in your group me because we are so excited about this and just do it. There's nothing holding you back. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching today, listening today, and we'll be back next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.